0: The message that I want to bring to you this morning is entitled Cry Aloud. It is the first in a series of four sermons, and it will specifically deal with the end time preparations now being made by our government as it develops into a world leader in the new world order. This afternoon's message is entitled cry aloud it is the second in this series of four sermons and it will deal with our church as it is forced to face this new world order in a war in which God describes as the great day of God Almighty and there will follow a very dramatic sermon cry aloud number three that portrays the switching of sides that is in quotes the switching of sides in this final great battle and lastly the great cry aloud sermon number four will be the most agonizing presentation that I have ever presented as a minister of the gospel and yet he will bring courage to our hearts with the assurance of total victory. So let us this morning begin by reading from the scripture how God describes Babylon from which all nations are drinking of her intoxicating wine, leading them to unite in a new world order, only to discover when it will be too late that they have been duped and finally they will all join together in her destruction if you don't mind i would like to again read before you the scripture reading having worked with young people a great deal in my life i believe in repetition to help us to understand revelations 18 1-5 i saw another angel come down from heaven having great power and the earth was lightened with his glory and he cried mightily with a strong voice saying Babylon the great is fallen is fallen and has become the habitation of devils the whole of every unclean and hateful bird. now first of all let us establish just what power this is that is called babylon a system that is so evil that it can fool every nation on the face of this earth a system so evil that god finds it necessary to send an angel to warn the world with a mighty voice with a loud cry calling his people to separate themselves from this power or they will receive the seven last plagues in the eighth verse we read therefore her plague shall come in one day death and mourning and famine and she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her now I have a question for you I hope that you are in a mood to think why is such an extreme warning as this necessary in our day because Babylon has become the habitation of devils now i didn't say that this is god's word and that all nations of the earth are joining with her in the development of a new world order which god declares will become so wicked then he describes her in Revelation 17:5. Upon her forehead is a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, the abomination of the earth. Now the key to understanding this mystery Babylon is found in verse 2 of Revelation 18. If you will notice when it was read, it says, Babylon is fallen. And then it repeats it, is fallen. So there are two falls. Now, Revelation 13 helps us to understand these two falls, for in the third verse it says, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. That is the first fall. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and we shall shortly find that again it will fall. The book of Daniel and Revelation and the writings of Ellen White identify this beast as the papacy. But in this presentation, we want to begin, first of all, with the first fall. You will recall that during the Dark Ages, this power ruled the world. During that time, she took away all of the scripture from the people. She changed God's eternal law. She destroyed 150 millions of men, women, and children. She became so evil that she spiritually fall, fell. And God brought this about, as we read in Revelation 13:5, that she would have a deadly wound. And this is precisely what happened for at the end of the 1260 years to the very year there came upon this power what the world knows today as a deadly wound inflicted by general berthier under the direction of napoleon and the pope was taken prisoner and died in exile this was the first fall And we are interested now in the second fall for 131 years later in the year 1929 Mussolini signed a concordat with the papacy restoring to it 11 acres in Rome as the basis of its earthly kingdom which we now know as the Vatican. Of this the scripture says all the world would wonder for she has now established her embassies in every nation of the earth and she is just waiting for these nations to unite in a one world government in which she will take over for a short time and the nations will find that they have been fooled and sadly they will bring upon her the second fall for they will discover too late that she has destroyed the scriptures with her tradition that she has enforced her beliefs and doctrines by a death decree and finally she will become so evil that the world will turn upon her and burn her with fire Now this is described in revelation 17 8. i hope you love to study prophecies as i do it says the beast that thou sawest and is not you see it received a deadly wound it shall ascend and it says it shall go into perdition and perdition is hell now let us read revelation 17 3. It said, He carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Now, did you notice that in all of the prophecies of Daniel, when you have the lion, the bear, the leopard, and the nondescript, all of these animals, even the one in Revelation 13, every one of them is just an animal but here you find a woman seated on the animal and this is very significant for it tells us that while these animals represent kingdoms a woman represents a church and now in the last day in which we are living a church is going to take and rule all of the world kingdoms. For a woman rides upon the beast. We haven't time this morning to. Uh, well, maybe we should take it. Revelations twelve one to three. You remember, speaking of a woman representing a church. It said there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and a moon under her foot feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars, and she, being with child, cried, travailing at birth, pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and a great red dragon, having seven heads and 10 horns, and seven crowns upon its head. And the dragon stood before the woman to devour her child as soon as it was born. We all know that this had to do with the time when Jesus was born, in Bethlehem and how Rome the power of the dragon as you read in Revelations 12 came down there and killed every babe in Bethlehem in an endeavor to take the life of Jesus Christ but that child grew and developed and was taken up to heaven and this woman represents God's church today for there is no doubt about it for she is clothed with righteousness she is a pure woman the mosaic dispensation is at her feet for this is now the christian dispensation and she is crowned with 12 apostles of the new testament church a fit representative of god's true church as you read in jeremiah 62 we are told i have likened the daughter of zion to a comely and delicate woman and say unto zion in isaiah 5116 thou art my people a pure woman represented God's true church but an evil woman represents the devil's church and you will notice in Revelation 71 17 1, that this woman is now writing a beast and it says there came one of the seven angels and talked with me saying come hither and I will show thee the judgment of the great oar that sits upon many waters this beast is upon the waters and waters in Revelation 17 15 our nations and peoples and so we have a picture here of the end time of this world in which there is to be one church that is going to rule all the nations of the world and it says it has ten horns god has designed that in the end time there will be 10 divisions of this world you remember the daniel 2 image of mud and metal that it had 10 toes and so we are told in the last days that this beast will have 10 divisions and i have in my home a map which has been prepared by the united nations in New York and they have drawn the world up into 10 divisions of which they intend to rule that in itself is very very striking now what is the purpose of these 10 united divisions in revelation 17 12 to 14 it says the 10 horns which thou sawest which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour of the beast these have one mind and shall give their power and their strength unto the beast and they shall make war with the lamb you know somehow we as a people haven't woke up and realized that there is forming a confederacy today that is called the United Nations that the Bible says has but one purpose and that is to fight the Lord Jesus Christ these shall make war with the lamb and the land shall overcome them now with this short biblical description of things that are happening before us today I am now ready to discuss with you how our nation is getting ready to be the world leader in bringing all of the nations together into a one world government. And it will do this by doing away with religious liberty, which we have all shared in, which we enjoy, but we have no idea what it will be like when it is taken away from us. I'm talking this morning about initiatives that are now being planned in Washington that are so alarming that even such ideas would have been considered unthinkable just a few years ago. Let me begin with a discussion of the EEOC. That is the terminology for the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission which I know you have all heard about as you have listened to your radios and to your television. Today, it is threatening our religious liberty. This commission interprets federal civil right laws, it sets the standards as to what is permissible and what is unacceptable in the workplace. For example, It decides what constitutes sexual harassment and racial discrimination. And I have no quarrel with these regulating functions. But listen to this the active chairman of the EEOC, by the name of Douglas Caligos, and his fellow commissioners have now decided to apply civil rights legislation to religious harassment now follow me closely they are determined to make it illegal in the United States of America to share your faith even to show evidence that you have a faith in God now keep in mind that the EEOC is an independent agency of the government so don't expect congress in any way to have any effect upon it for it is not under their supervision it is under the supervision of the united states president and if you don't know what this means let me explain let's take attorney general janet reno in her decision recently she redefined child pornography she has made it possible for these dirt dirty, filthy-minded men to continue their pornography in destroying the lives of children in America. When Congress knew what she did, they were so outraged that the Senate voted 100 to zero. And I challenge you to ever find in past history where the Senate has been so united, 100 to zero, that she immediately changed and do away with what she had promised these filthy men to do. And the House voted 425 to 3 about her outrageous actions, and yet she has not backed down one single inch. And today pornography has the freedoms that it never had before, because the President of the United States is in charge of her office and he has not directed her to do so little do you seem to realize in america the power of the president of the united states and now the eeoc has come up with a set of regulations and the president has not told them to back down and these will become laws very very shortly and you will be amazed at what they are planning to do there are 17 in all and i don't have time to go into detail this morning but i will give you some of them it will soon be against the law to have a picture of christ on your desk in your office Now i'm talking religious freedom Or to display a picture of Christ on the wall of your office it will be against the law to wear a t-shirt with any religious emblems Now, now notice where this country is going under our president it will be against the law to have a Bible on your desk in your workplace or any other religious book It will be against the law to witness for the gospel, sharing your faith, speaking to any other employee about your religion. What makes this so damning is that anyone that's employed can go to the law and say, this fellow is talking religion to me and you can be put in jail. And this is America. You know, we seem to be so sleepy we don't seem to realize what's happening today. Number 12, it will be against the law to sing or hum a religious tune while you're working. Can you imagine in this country where we've had freedom to distribute literature and to talk to anybody? Do you see where we are heading in this new world order? It will be against the law to tell a joke, referring to any religion. They are covering every avenue of sharing your faith. And it will be against the law to give a fellow employee a holiday card or a birthday card. I'm reading this. A get well card or a greeting card, which includes a reference to religion. Can you imagine one of the men you work with is taken to the hospital and is about to die and you send him a goodwill card and say on there, I'm praying for you and you can be put in jail. This is how far our nation is thinking and going in this new world order. Mm -hmm. Now if you think, I can't, don't have time to give you the others. If you think that this sounds Unreal for America, I want you to think back for a few moments. In 1960, school prayers were eliminated in our public schools, weren't they? And not so long ago, invocation at a graduation in public schools was done away with. Think it over and there are now plans to it being initiated that will drive all religious broadcasters off of the airways you can sit back and talk about it is written and you can sit back and say isn't it wonderful that we can listen to the voice of prophecy and faith for today and all of these others this government is going to take care of you in the dish. And if you think some of these independent organizations are going to be able to go shortwave and are going to be able to use up in the sky, it requires a license. And all that has to be done is to revoke the license. We are living today in the end time did you know that this government has gone so far that recently the housing department in the united states government has forced all of the affiliated nursing homes with churches to remove a cross in the yellow pages now you just think of how this government is taking away religious freedom Suppose you have the Lutheran home for the aged and you have an ad in the, new, in the yellow pages to call up and they've had to remove the cross which they have had. That's how far this nation is going toward this new world order. They intend to fix it so no one will be able to lift up a voice against it on religious grounds did you know that the boy scouts can no longer now because of a magistrate in california use the word god in their oath did you know that a district judge of the u.s government by judge edward price recently ruled that a cross in a cemetery had to be removed because of its religious connotations I'm simply bringing these things to you somehow to awaken you. This is America. Or what used to be America. Ellen White tells us in Manuscript 48, 1904 In the future, we shall have to contend with difficulties tenfold greater than any we have yet had. Maybe some of you aren't acquainted with that term tenfold. It means a thousand percent. There will be more difficulty in sharing your faith in the very near future. She says, Why do you say, why, she says, do you ask why I say this? Because Satan's time is short. He is working and planning with an intensity and in an effort to place obstacles in the way of God's people and to hinder their progress we have the power of darkness to meet and then I read in letter 74 1900 opposition we shall have as we voice the message of the third angel Satan will bring up every device he possibly can to make of non effect the truth once delivered to the Saints Again, I read in Revelation 17, 12, These ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have not received kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. In the book Maranatha 187, I read, Under one head, The papal power the people will unite to oppose God in person of his witness. What is it that gives its kingdom to this power? Protestantism, a power which while professing to have the temper and spirit of a lamb and to be allied to heaven, speaks with the voice of a dragon. It is moved from a power from beneath these have one mind and will be a universal bond of union one great harmony a confederacy of Satan's forces and shall give their power and strength unto the Beast now if I have stirred you a little bit I want to talk about another tragedy that is being planned to strike every home in America. Brace yourself, it's being promoted by a lady in the White House called, by some, the name Hillary, and you can call her what you want. She is President Number 2, Hillary Clinton, and what she is about to promote is the Children's Right Movement. Perhaps some of you have heard it. It contains the most extreme anti-family measures that have ever been devised by evil men. And while the office of the president comes on the airways and talks about family values, this couple in the White House are determined that this will soon be the law in America. For she is determined that as soon as a health plan of some sort is passed that the next thing will be the children's right movement. And where has she gotten this? From the United Nations of the New World Order. It has been adopted by the General Assembly and it contains 30 outrageous commitments that the home must make. I'll read just a few of them. Number 13, it grants freedom of expression and right to seek, receive, impart information and ideas of all kind, either orally, in written or in printed form, of art, or through any other media, of a child's choice. Now, perhaps in reading that you you, you didn't catch what it says, it means that The child, by law, can make the choice of what it's going to look at, and what it's going to read, and what it's going to follow. And you haven't any right to change that child's opinion. I want you to think of what this is going to mean to the home. No allowance is made for parental supervision. Article 14. Guarantees the the children freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. The parental role is only to provide state monitored influences. What is that? The only right you have as a parent is to make sure that the child has access to the state as it tells your child about religion. It really means that if you don't have a television and your child wants one, they can go to the police department and you'll have to get one. You have no idea what this government is planning to do in wrecking the homes of America. Article 15 prohibits any restriction on a child's freedom of association. You will not have the right to say, this, and I don't want you to go down the street. I have seen them playing with guns, and I think they are dealing in dope. And if your child gets to the place old enough where it says, I'm not gonna have my parents tell me what to do. All they have to do is go down to the police department and say, my folks will not allow me the freedom to choose my own association. And you can find yourself in jail. This is America. Unbelievable. Article 17, or 16, it grants the children the right to privacy. Privacy from who? The parents. Article 17 entrusts to the mass media the responsibility for providing children with information for their social, spiritual, and moral well-being. I know some of you have televisions and thank God you are controlling them, but what are you going to do when this is passed? Article 18 grants the children of all working parents the right to benefit from child care services. This could lead to universal child care with state control. Article 24 requires the government to develop family planning services like Planned Parenthood. They will have the right to come around and pass out condoms. They will have the right to educate your children when they are 7 and 8 and 9 on birth control. And you will have no right to say a word against it. Uh, if these new rights for children sound extreme, I want to, again, knock you in the head a bit this morning. Do you know that these have been developed by the United Nations in the new world order, and that they have now been adopted and ratified by 150 nations on the face of this earth? And let me give you a few of them. It is now the law of canada australia new zealand the united kingdom france the commonwealth countries of the soviet union china germany austria ireland i could go on this is now the law and you think you're going to keep it from america let me tell you all that our president has to do is present it to the u.s senate who ratifies treaties and if you think that they will turn against it there are already 50 senators in our congress who have signed that they will be co-sponsors of this bill they have the number already they are just waiting for it to be presented You know, when this becomes law, if you think that there is going to be things getting better in this country, when all a child has to do at any time, and they will be told that they can do it, if you withhold from them anything, keep them from their associates, try to teach them something, all they have to do is go to the authority, and you will be put in jail the Bible I think paints a very clear picture this know that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truth makers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof this is but a picture of what this nation will be like a few years hence this is the program of the new world order it is based on the dissolution of the home of the authority of the home. Did you know that already the United States Supreme Court has taken vote and, well, let me explain this to you. I have here a paper here of the social workers who can remove children from parents without proof of abuse, without a court order, without an explanation, And without liability all that a person has to do is to report to the authority that they think something is wrong and your child can be taken away and this has now been upheld by the Supreme Court in Kansas in 1992 there were 22,571 reported cases of abuse or child neglect only 2,600 and 67 were confirmed and yet 87% of these were allegations on suspicion and nothing else and the children could be removed from the parents home this is america do we realize what is happening i told you before america's liberties as we know them are soon to be completely a thing of the past in a book entitled lost rights the destruction of american liberty by james bovard i'm going to read to you from this book americans liberty is perishing beneath the constant growth of government power federal state and local governments are confiscating citizens property trampling their rights disseminating their opportunities more than ever before since 1985 federal state and local governments have seized the property of over 200,000 americans under the forfeiture laws you're going to be hearing a lot of this with no more evidence of wrongdoing than an unsubstantiated assertion made by an anonymous government informant Consider what's happening in this country. Federal bank regulations are empowered to seize your assets of any citizen who allegedly violates a written, and get this, or an unwritten banking regulation. These laws are becoming so thick to today the federal government now has a law that can tell a woman exactly what she can sew on her own sewing machine in her own home and you may put in jail if you do something else sounds ridiculous I'm not surprised that some of you smile these are things that are happening and we are so asleep and nobody is telling us in Florida the federal police have said now that they want the right to just come to any house and knock down the door without even knocking Without a, a, a warrant Because they say plumbing makes it so possible to flush away evidence of drugs Are you prepared for what's coming if your neighbor doesn't like you and says, I think my neighbor is dealing with drugs did you know that the federal officers today are giving awards to hundreds of airline ticket clerks for reporting the names of individuals who pay for their, ta- their their tickets in cash? Can you imagine, you want to go from Portland to New York, and you happen to go down there and pay for it in cash, and this woman gets paid by the federal government to give them your name and the government comes along and takes away your wallet under the pretext that you are in some illegal behavior and your money is gone. This is America. Undreamed of. Did you know that in Utah this last year, that the National Guard came into two different cities to the high school? And in order to train the young people that they must obey the government in whatever it does, and they had blanks in their guns, and they came into the classroom and told all the students to go outside and line up, and some of them wouldn't do it. And they actually fired their guns at the young people, of course, they were blanks, to show them the authority. And you know what they had, these National Guard? They had the United Nations written across. If you don't think the United Nations is taking over this country, you are sound asleep. That's why I entitled this sermon, Cry, Cry Aloud. You are aware, I'm sure, that this government is planning an identification card for all of its citizens. It is to be as I read in the PC week, May 9, 1994, volume 11, number 18, in which the postal service is going to be the ones that will see that every man, woman, and child has this card. It's in the planning. Sources, I'm reading, sources close to the administration say President Clinton is considering signing a pair of executive orders that would facilitate the connection of individuals' bank accounts and federal records to a government identification card oh you've got a few thousand in the bank the government will have it all on your card 16 typewritten pages can be put on one of these cards did you know that clinton's health care plan and i'm reading from the financial primary report of May, 1994, volume four. Under this plan, you can be imprisoned for 15 years for going outside the plan and spending your own money on your own health care that you choose. In other words, you don't like the doctor that the government says you gotta go to. He's not helping you, afraid you're gonna die. So you have a little money, so you go to Hong Kong or you go down to Mexico and you find a doctor that will give you the prescriptions and the things you need. Somebody hears about it, and they inform the government, and you can be put in jail. I'm talking about something that's happening in this country that, like, we never dreamed of. Let me read on. The government will have literally life and death power over you and your family. Clinton Health Security Act amends current federal criminal laws to give the Department of Justice the power to seize your home, your bank account, your business, for health care crimes. Remember, for the government to seize your property, you don't have to be convicted of anything. All they need is a probable cause, even an accusation by an anonymous informer. You know, this is Russia for the last 50 years. This is the way they were living. Current forfeiture laws allow, and I'm reading, to pay for bounties to state and local agencies, even to individuals who turn others in. Do you see how quickly an overwhelming surprise the mark can be enforced in our day with these things when you have your money everything about you with the forfeiture laws and then every earthly support is removed revelation thirteen sixty seven. he caused all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark in the right hand or in their forehead that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name let me read a, a little bit more you don't mind staying with me here that things are happening so fast today that I cannot hardly keep up with them myself in the Maccobain Eve, intelligent advisor of march 1994 he writes the purpose of the clinton national id card is not convenience it is to enforce the government's will over the people socialist government has found that a central database of an internal passport can inspire more fear than a tank on the street do you recall What happened when the Nazi power took over? All German citizens had to carry identification card and could be stopped at any time by a civilian or a military police. This is the way it got its power. And this is the way it's coming into America. When the smart card is finally employed, its computer chip will hold at least 60 pages of data and hillary clinton's lady who is her spokesman Madagascar, has stated that her plan is that one of these chips will be implanted in every baby that is born in hospital. consider the national police force that just passed august 25 of this year a hundred thousand police and what are they Well, I'm going to read some more from uh, the McElvaney report. Clinton is planning to consolidate them into one huge police agency, the Drug Enforcement Agency, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Now that ought to ring a bell, shouldn't it? Who was it that was down there at Waco that burned alive? All those children and men and women. was this agency wasn't it now it's reinforced with a hundred thousand policemen this is nothing but a massive revival of the old papal medieval pillarage principle that was used in the dark ages I'm reading on the back report continues asset forfeiture laws have easily become the government's biggest growth industry police and government agents are now seizing the property of five thousand innocent people per week why are they doing this they are doing this because the government is out of money these agencies have no money and they are operating on what they seize from anybody in this nation and that's where they're getting the money this nation is at A step from bankruptcy may I tell you today that in the last 24 hours this nation has had to borrow one and one-quarter billion every 24 hours to keep from bankruptcy if you bring that right down that's a million dollars a second that this country is borrowing now to keep from bankruptcy And you think we are not going to face some terrible times in the near future? In the Napa Sentinel of May 1994, I read in this crime bill passed by Congress, there are provisions for U.S. government to build scores of detention camps for political dissonance. Dissidents Did you ever stop to think that when you say I'm not going to worship on Sunday that you will be a dissident? The camps are now being built On April 1994 I read a FEMA without congressional approval the president now has the power to transfer whole populations to any part of the country power to suspend the press and to force national registration of all persons the president has dictatorial powers at the point of a pen did you know that one of the last thing that our president did president bush when he went out of office that he signed an executive order permitting the united nation troops to operate within the United States of America to quell domestic violence and that's why we have them here today they know that when they start trying to take the guns away there will be trouble the like that they will need the help of the United Nations Don't you believe it's time that somehow we are awakened? That we find out that it's time to give the loud cry? In Great Controversy 611, the great work of the gospel is not to close with less manifestations of the power of God than mark its opening. The prophecies which were fulfilled in the outpouring of the former rain at the opening of the gospel are again to be fulfilled in the latter rain at its close. What a battle is coming. Great Controversy 612, Servants of God with their faces lighted up and shining with holy consecration will hasten from place to place to proclaim the message from heaven by thousands of voices all over the earth. The warning will be given, miracles will be wrought, the sick will be healed, signs and wonders will follow the believers. Satan also works with lying wonders, even bringing down fire from heaven in the sight of men. Thus the inhabitants of the earth will be brought to take their stand. Why is it that our church is so quiet today? Why isn't this being preached to our people? Are we not interested in the end time? Just, I challenge you to go into any bookstore today that sells books and notice a large number of books that are on the shelves today from other denominations in which they are studying about the mark, they're studying about the number, the image of the beast, the deadly wound. They're studying all these things. And what are we doing? In Great Converse 606, the message of the third angel will be proclaimed as the time comes for it to be given The Lord will work through human instruments, leading the minds of those who consecrate themselves to His service. The laborers will be qualified rather by an unction of His Spirit than by the training of literary institutions. Men of faith and prayer will be constrained to go forth with holy zeal. The sins of Babylon will be laid open. The fearful results of enforcing the observances of the church by civil authority, the inroads of spiritualism, the stealthy but rapid progress of papal power will all be unmasked. I want to tell you something great is soon to happen. On which side are you going to be? I think it's time today for us to start telling our neighbors and our loved ones, that it's time to get out of Babylon then, and come together for God. Revelation 18, 4, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her place. I have not preached this today to scare anyone. Rather, I have preached these things to awaken you that we are in the end that Jesus is coming soon, that it will not be long that the seven last plagues will be poured out. It's time for us to develop a godly zeal. It's time for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's time for us to be living this message. Jesus is coming soon. It's time for us to get ready to sing in that great celebration movement of victory. I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God and they sang the song of Moses the servant of God and the song of the Lamb saying great and marvelous are thy works Lord God Almighty just and true are thy ways thou king of saints It's time to cry and cry aloud. Amen. Loving Father, in this holy time this morning, we have had our eyes open to things that are happening. We know just a little. If we can only pull back the curtain and realize how quickly the end will be upon us, How tremendous will be the stakes. Oh, God, somehow, may this church arise and meet the challenge of the hour with the divine power of God to cry aloud, But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.